Dr. Nancy O'Reilly's groundbreaking book, In This Together, landed on bookstore shelves with a powerful message. When we work together, we can do absolutely anything. Guidance from 40 women leaders with specific strategies to help women advance their careers makes In This Together even more relevant today, especially with the pandemic's impact on women in the workforce. Take your career to the next level with Dr. Nancy O'Reilly's In This Together, now available on audiobook. Download your copy today. Finally got the okay, went to sign the deal, owner called it off. Business had grown 20% on the top line, 45% on the bottom line. Something about six, seven months. Really? And he didn't have to come to work anymore. That's Ahad Gadimi, the founder and CEO of Forums at Work, which originated from that single experience. It is, and I remember the... um, one of the advisors we were working with said to me, he goes, you did too much too soon. I just remember saying to myself, but I didn't do anything. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. I kept saying this to myself. I wasn't doing anything. There's this moment where it clicked and I realized it wasn't what I was doing. It's how I was being, how I was showing up every day. So he asked himself, what would happen if other people, if other business leaders, other managers, any type of employee was doing these behaviors? What are those behaviors? So I locked myself up in my apartment for a month, like uh, whiteboarded all my walls. There you go. And just uh, started listing them. It's funny how things just happen for a reason. This is the story of Ahad Gandimi, Forms Out Works founder and CEO, who built company peer groups who meet regularly in open, honest, candid, and safe settings with the purpose of becoming better leaders. If you're a believer in how culture change can make or break a business, this is the podcast for you. Take a listen. Big Smile is here from Concordia 18. Um, sitting next to my friend Ahad. Ahad, how are we doing today? Man, it's been a, it's another amazing day being within arm's reach of some of these unbelievable speakers and thought leaders. You know, I was upstairs, I was eating the crab cake, and Ahad and I somehow struck up a conversation. It turns out we were able to get Ahad the ticket to this event, and boy, is he doing some extraordinary things. Uh, let's let's kind of tell our viewers kind of what we talked about earlier and then about what led to you um, getting here today as well as how you started your, your own business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so over the last uh, seven, eight years, I've, uh, I've had a really unique and interesting gig um, around being a turnaround CEO. So going into businesses where people have just completely lost faith. Um, sure. Sometimes they have a few weeks of payroll left. Sure. And, um, and helping those businesses turn around. Uh, and now typically what a turnaround looks like is there's a lot of financial engineering. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's what we hear most about, but a big part of my access into this was uh, changing the culture mm. and changing the way every single person in the organization thought, uh, behaved, and fundamentally how much they cared about what we were all doing. Right. And, and I got to tell you what, I read this book called The Power of Habit 
And in this book, they were talking about the man from Pepsi Cola who came in and the one minor change he changed was the culture in terms of building safety and having people feel important in their own industry and how that increased their profits and sales and, and overall worker productivity was just one simple change. Is this something that you find in the businesses you take over? So I'm laughing because I'm going to tell you a story. It's a, it's a, it's a bittersweet story. Yeah. So I was in the process of buying a business some time ago and um, good little business. Um, owner was burnt out. All he wanted to do was he was doing 80, 90 hours a week. Uh, he was just ready to shut it down because he couldn't really sell it for the price he wanted. So Anyway, we agreed on a price. We had set it up. We we're just waiting for the bank to underwrite it. But we got the verbal okay. I kind of felt bad for the guy. He, yeah. he was just kind of <laughs> yeah. like really. Um, He's done. He was, he, was, he was cooked. And yeah. uh, I'm like, you know what? My other business is doing well. I could just take over as CEO, start working on the transition. Right. And so he said, great. And this is an industry I knew nothing about. Like I didn't know the first thing about it. And um, so I just started going, coming into work every day. So you just, knew nothing about this industry? Nothing. Really? Yeah. What gave you that confidence? Just like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it over. We can do this. Because the previous one, I knew even less about okay. <laughs> just many, okay. industrial nice. manufacturing of fiberglass water filters. There you go. <laughs> you know, the first thing about it. <laughs> and um, yeah, this one was like high-end musical instruments. So I'm like, well, I like music. I've got one step closer. <laughs> Somewhat, yeah. <laughs> but, um, cool. but what's interesting is, so I started showing up to work every day. And, um, and so my title was CEO. And so obviously I have the, the most amount of authority, but and we're sort of, you know, on this sort of track to get this deal done. And I, I wasn't gonna, I didn't want to grow the business before I bought it. That would be foolish, wouldn't it? Right. So I just showed up and I was there to get to know the guys and support them and learn and ask a lot of questions and mm -hmm. listen. About a month into it, sales just started doing this. Really? People started staying longer. People started having more ideas. Another month, sales, I mean, we're like hockey stick. Really? 45% bottom line growth. Just because of the positivity in the overall culture? Or? Culture change. That's because it. Because I was the CEO, whatever I was doing, everybody else was replicating. Just getting that positive energy coming off you. I can and feel it. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... To be honest, at the time, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, I was showing up to work every day. For me, it was I was stabilizing the transition. And here's a guy who's been doing 90 hours a week running this company. And, uh, and I don't know anything about this industry. Long story short, took a little longer to get the finances. We finally got the okay, went to sign the deal. Owner called it off. Really? Business had grown 20% on the top line, 45% on the bottom line. And something about six, seven months. Really? And he didn't have to come to work anymore. So imagine how I felt. Yeah. I was I was mortified. I was shocked. Oh, and the valuation went up 20% because we were doing an ESOP, so you have to do a market a fair market valuation. So I was I was I was so upset and uh, I thought I had all I had all my best cards in my back pocket to really grow this business. Right. And then here it is. Here it is. And I remember the um, one of the advisors we were working with said to me, he goes, you did too much too soon. And I just remember saying to myself, but I didn't do anything. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. I kept saying this to myself. I wasn't doing anything. And then there was this moment where it clicked and I realized it wasn't what I was doing. It's how I was being. Right. How I was showing up every day. 
Right. You know, and it was a collection of all the habits, to your point, Absolutely. before that. And, and so I thought, well, what would happen if other people, if other business leaders, other managers, any type of employee was doing these behaviors? What are those behaviors? Sure. So I locked myself up in my apartment for a month, like uh, whiteboarded all my walls. There you go. And just uh, started listing, listing them. I come to work. What would I do? I'd say good morning to everybody. everybody. Right. I'd ask them what their goals were. I'd ask them what was the one thing they wanted to achieve. I'd ask open-ended questions. I'd ask them what, they, what support they needed. Right. You know, I was being a servant leader. I listened. Um, they knew I cared about them. Uh, we, would, we would iterate ideas. Uh, you know, I was mentoring. Right. And so I thought to myself, what would happen if I got other people just to do these things? How, how could I get other leaders just to do these things in little incremental bits? Sure. So that was my How do you curiosity. make other leaders? How do you, how do you make other leaders? Right. So, yeah, it's a great way of putting it. Right. And, uh, and I thought, well... Being a CEO, I just know that, you know, these day-long training sessions when someone goes off to like a ballroom somewhere in some hotel for a day. Have you been in any of those? No, no. You're lucky. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> Probably will never go. You're there for Not eight now. hours. You pay attention for the first five minutes. You check out the rest. You might apply, if anything, one thing, maybe. Right. And so I thought, what if we took those eight hours, we broke them down to eight weeks. And so we got together for a group conversation to take six people from a company, we got into a group conversation, and um, and we did it forum style. And we were talking about YPO before. Sure, yeah. And uh, I gotta tell you, when I joined YPO, it changed my life. It's one of the youngest guys in the room. Um, you know, so YPO, you need to have 13 million in revenue to qualify. So I passed that, but not by a lot. And there's guys in the room doing half a billion dollars or a billion right. dollars. So how would you feel? You're in that room, you're the Trying new to guy. Tell them, yeah. And this is like, this is just joining the group, right? Yeah. And so we did this thing called the forum. And the forum is where you create a container where you can just be completely open and share and no one's going to repeat it. It's the confidentiality. And, uh, and I remember when we were doing this, the trainer at the time, the sort of white field trainer said, who here feels like an imposter? Has an imposter syndrome, right? Right. Every single person in the room raised their hand. Good. And I looked around and I thought, wow, I thought it was just me. Mm. And so that influences program that I created where I get a group of six people together. We create this forum-like environment on a group call once a week. And each week we talk about one leadership topic, servant leadership, asking open-ended questions, um, being an active leader, soliciting feedback. And we'll talk about it for a week, for, 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 for an hour on the group call. And each person uh, will share their experiences around each topic. But then going back to your habit remark, is every day between calls, we apply one of those leadership, that, that leadership behavior in a tiny way, 30 seconds a day. So for servant leadership, we would ask people, how could I, be, how could I help you? That's what a servant leader does, mm -hmm. serves its people. Absolutely. And we share about it in a group chat. Now, now, what's the one takeaway that you found from doing this for others? I mean, are you, are you also learning along the way oh from, from everybody else that you are helping out and, and speaking with? I feel like I've transformed this. <laughs> yeah, good. Because when you have this one hour conversation and you're in a group chat and through between calls, people are just sharing how they're applying these uh, tools constantly in your group. Um, those leadership behaviors are top of mind. Mm. So... 
I'm constantly thinking about being a good leader because it's constantly blowing up my phone. Right. But people sharing about examples of what they're doing as a good leader. Is that what you're writing down right there? Just constant things that you'll just pick up and, and jot Absolutely. down? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and, and the other thing I realized is that we're all, we all have the same challenges. We all have the same fears. Right. But we don't realize that until we share it. And that's where that forum, like, safe place to have these conversations comes alive. Does that yes. make sense? Absolutely. And that, you know, what's so fascinating to me is we kind of have that secrecy as well because I ask everybody at the end of the interview is, is what is your definition of a real leader? So not only for myself, selfishly, but for everyone else to, uh, you know, intercept and understand, you know, in a, in a small, uh, short time frame. Yeah. Um, and so the impact of that, we don't really know uh, because we can't really talk to our viewers every single time. We right. hope we can. Right, right. Um, but we don't really know how that's impacting them. Um, but everyone has a different definition of real leadership is what I've found. There's no really one way for everybody and I think that's kind of what leadership is, is, is hands-on. It's learning. It's understanding the problems. You, you might have to change the way you approach somebody um, to, to get them to understand the mission and align with the values of the culture of the company. Um, what do you think is the most important aspect of leadership from the things that you have dealt with? The... the, the the term that keeps just echoing in my mind, especially since we launched this program and all these conversations is influence. Influence. Leadership is influence. So we're constantly influencing each other. Mm. And when, so as we know, so if we agree that leadership is how we influence each other, then it's like, well, how do I want to influence people? Do I, what kind of influence do I want to have? Do I want to create do I want to influence people to be servant leaders? Well, then I'm going to be a servant leader. Right. So it's really, it's um, it's being that role model, knowing that you're going to have an influence. However you show up, whatever behavior you do, mm. um, if I litter on the ground, you'll, you'll, you might be a little more um, inclined, mm. consciously or unconsciously, to litter on the ground. If I say something positive to someone else or they're to support a coworker, mm somebody else watching is going to be more inclined to do that. So we're constantly influencing. And so what kind so then the question becomes, what kind of influence do we want to have since right. we all are leaders? And it's interesting what you said is uh, what kind of influence do you want to have? And, and I guess where you're finding that influence is, is not attending these crystal ballroom meetings. Rather, let's take that eight hours and let's spread that out three, three eight weeks or whatever the amount of time is. Um, has that model changed at all? Have you have you kind of adjusted to what people need? Is hey, maybe we need to go a little bit longer in this meeting, or or maybe I need to take more time out of my day or less time. What what has been kind of changing for you? Great, great question. So when we kicked it off, it was twelve weeks. There was twelve topics, uh, and we did this twelve week program. And um, notice a few things. So we did it. So we we uh, ran this our last program throughout the summer. People go on holidays in the summer. Mm. So we have people say, uh, so I'm on the call, because we have like, oh, that we can call it, uh, but I'm in the car with the family. We're on a family trip. Right. I'm just going to be on mute. Right. I'm like, this person's calling on their pay time off. Right. And quickly we realized this was like a moment people were looking forward to every right. week. Right. And so to come back to your question, when we got to week 12, people, people said, we don't want to stop. Yeah, we're going to keep going. We're, not a, we're a tribe now. Right. You know? exactly. We look forward to what are we going to learn next week? How are we going to apply this next week? Because by virtue of people applying it every day, one of, one of the um, 
themes is acknowledging others. So acknowledging people, but sincerely and specifically, not just sort of a, an open-ended compliment. Right. So we'll talk about why that's important on the group call. We'll share, when have you been acknowledged and how did it impact you? So everybody could relate that. Oh, yeah, we've all had that moment. Someone said something to us, acknowledged. They saw, recognized something we did, and we were, we, we, we were seen, and it felt really good. Mm -hmm. Could you think of a moment like that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Plenty. Uh, you know, I, I used to work for the women's basketball team. Huh. So uh, the leadership, and I went through a, a, a leadership change. So we had a, a coach come in or in my first year, uh, and she was very military time oriented. So very demanding, very, it's going to be this way or the highway. Um, and for a managing staff who has to follow her orders, we were on top of everything. However, the players um, weren't as receptive to this type of leadership, and she didn't change it for the player. Um, now, she got fired, and I don't think it was rightfully so, but she got fired and we had a new coach come in. And I'll tell you what, I learned more about leadership in those, in those two years that I had before, especially for myself, as someone who came in with an open mind and said, okay, I'm gonna give this coach a chance. She's very laissez-faire. Okay, well, the managers kind of took that and said, well, we don't have to work as hard. And so then it kind of put the pressure on me. Okay, as the head manager, how do I get my managing team to be in a secrecy? And the thing is, I had I realized is you just have to bring it every single day. And when you bring it every single day, it makes everything better. And you see a lot more results. And in that second year, I was about to quit after that first year with that new coach. But in that second year, I said, I'm going to do that. I'm going to change my mindset. I'm going to change my positive mentality. I'm going to bring it every day. And I'll tell you what, I learned more about myself in that year than I ever thought I would because I was about to quit on the team. I was about to quit on the coach, and I didn't. Stuck with it. Best year of my life, easily. Um, so, you know, there's so many stories out there, but, you know, that coach was very stubborn-minded sometimes. Yeah. What about the um, bosses or CEOs that you work with that might not be receptive to – a new leadership touch style or, or listening to, to change. What do you say to them? Um, everybody has their own style of leadership. Yeah. Um, I'm really not in the business of convincing. What I, um, I'm in the business of creating um, opportunities for people to try something new. Sure. So in our program, we, you know, on the group calls, we don't, by, at no point do I or the other coaches say, here's what you should do. We say, oh, we're ta let's talk about uh, soliciting feedback. Why is it important? When have you done it? So we'll share as a okay. group when, it, when we've done that. We say, we're just doing, we're going to do an experiment this week. For a week, let's, uh, uh, each of us go and solicit feedback from one person a day. Mm. Just like a micro feedback. And let's come back and share what our experience was. This way, whether it's soliciting feedback or delivering positive acknowledgement or active listening, People can try it for themselves. It's their own little experiment. Right. And they can be the judge of well, what happened. Right. I know what happens if, as a CEO or a manager or a director or whomever, it, uh, as a, a frontline worker, if you go to one of your peers and you ask them how you can support them, I know what's going to happen. But I want that person to experience it for themselves. Right. So I want them to come back and say, oh my God, you know, I recognize this person <laughs> for, for what they did. And they're like, I've never seen them so committed. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, well, why do you think that is? Like, wow, they feel included. Exactly. Great. What are you going to do more of? Definitely. Now it's theirs. 
so what's stopping you, man? What's what's stopping you from growing? And and where do you see this going in the future? Uh, honestly, I think we have an amazing opportunity to um, raise the tide of leaders. Mm. You know, I've seen totally. that through by creating a simple recipe and a simple approach where we can connect in a group environment. We can share our experiences, not be spoken to, but learn from one another, and then apply in tiny little ways these leadership behaviors. I've seen I've seen people transform that frankly before maybe I wasn't sure if they were going to. Right. To be honest. Right. And uh, but I, so I I yeah. I benefit I've like I've seen I've been surprised by right. it. And what's next is. Uh, at this stage in the game, I want to work with other CEOs um, who are aligned, who get it. Because just going back to your previous question, right now, really ever, I'm not in the business of convincing. There are CEOs. Yeah, I can think of a uh, one CEO I'm working with right now, a company called Contigix. Uh, yeah, they're um, fast gr- uh, growing um, cloud. Uh, uh, cloud uh, storage company. Okay. Uh, the CEO is named David Turner. He's actually in my YPO chapter. And this guy, I mean, he just lives it. He lives the values. Breathes it every day. Yeah. I mean, you look at you look at a, a site like Glassdoor, right. and his reviews are through the roof because he is it. And so working with people like him, they uh, it's easy because then sure. he wants all his other leaders all his employees to come to that level. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So that's really I mean, the two things that I'm really looking for are CEOs who are like, yeah, what you're saying resonates. This is what we want. And now here's a really accessible way, a simple, accessible way right. of doing that. And then the other side is more coaches who want to, and facilitators who want to facilitate these types of conversations. Right. And, and what I find so interesting is, you know, it, First, you turn around all these businesses, and you know, it's, I'm, I'm hearing all the success, and I hear, man, this guy's still wanting to just get out there and learn and, and help people out. Yeah. Um, you know, that's so impressive, and and just I, I want to share with people who might be listening how to, how you got to where you are today. You know, what where does this come from? Where does this lifelong learning ability come from that that you want to? learn from others and help each other out and, and, and ultimately improve society. You know, what, what's, what's your background and how did you start? And also, how old are you? So I'm 36. 36. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I really believe you have to give credit where credit's due. And I got yeah. really lucky. Uh, we were talking about leadership school before and how we learn yeah. from leaders. And I think currently, I think we often get lucky if we get paired up with a mentor. Yeah. At the beginning of our program, we asked people, you know, who had influences on you? And there are people who didn't have leadership influences and you can tell. And there's people who are great leaders and had inf- leadership influences. Right. So a big part of my leadership influence came from uh, when I, I I worked at Group Dannon, Dannon Yogurts and Waters. Okay. So I was in charge of training and culture worldwide for Dannon in uh, I think 2007. And um, this is a, like a golden era in Dannon's culture where the French company, it's really hard to fire people. And so they had the brilliance to say, well, 
let's just create a culture where people want to come to work. We can't fire them anyway. Right. It's, it's <laughs> one year severance. That's how French laws work. And, uh, and I had a boss named Thierry uh, Bonetto. And I got to learn through him that I remember if, if, if I was presenting at a meeting, I was really nervous. He'd always make me realize that you're nervous because you're trying to do the whole thing yourself. Right. Right. Get other people involved. And every time he'd say that, I'd be like, oh, my God, this is easy. Yeah. And I just, I really developed that um, humility of yeah. understanding that when you just, when you realize that you're only part of the puzzle and there's so many more yeah. uh, diversity in knowledge around you yeah. and we're richer together and uh, being curious, yep. that was a big part of that. Um, shortly, somewhere in the middle of my career, you know, so I've been, graduated business school about 13 years ago and somewhere in the middle, you know, I decided I I, I had a, a successful fashion startup. I did high fashion swimwear. That oh, was really? the first thing I did. Yeah. Oh, nice. Me, former Miss France and um, a very oh, successful nice. husband. Very cool. Started Vidal so blew up overnight. Sweet. Yeah. And um, and so I got to I got to sort of experience that startup experience and yeah. the corporate years of Dannon. And then I realized know how else to say this but i just want to be a better person i want to be more patient i want to be better at concentrating i want to be more forgiving and i knew i could really move the needle on those areas mm. and um so i had what i call uh, a hippie year there you go and that's how i ended up and in that's colorado. when you locked your, yourself in uh, your apartment no that's when I, I moved to colorado. That's you've been to colorado yeah yeah and i and i and i got really focused on meditation and yoga and eastern philosophy and um, so to this day, I do a 10-day silent meditation course every year. See, I'm glad you're telling me this now because I'm a big believer in meditation. All right. And so I started that myself a little bit. Um, but right now I'm taking baby steps. I'm just going with my little yoga routines every day, practicing my breathing a little bit, you know. And it's really helped me, like you said, giving those speeches and presentations. You know, after two and a half years, it's still very hard to Absolutely. talk to people who you just meet on the spot Absolutely. about what they do. But what I kind of learned is, it's kind of like you said, just have humility. You know, like telling people, you know, I'm a young kid. I don't know anything. I don't even know what I'm doing here. But I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to ask the right questions, hopefully, so that our audience can learn as well. Uh, you know, just like you said, a piece of the puzzle. What do you have to say about your meditation, though? What it, like, How has that benefited you in terms of leadership everything from leadership to just how you feel every day so when you go to a, to a 10 day silent meditation retreat for 10 <laughs> days that's what i do every year really 10 days you don't speak to anybody you don't write anything it's like a monastery where is this basically yeah, these centers around the world it's called vipassana um i've done it nine times now nine wow. 10 day silent meditation retreat. i do it every year over the holidays and it's like a Christmas present for you. Basically, it's, it's like the ultimate <laughs> reset. It's like it's like the uh, the anti New Year party. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what's really amazing is um, you get three main things. One, you learn to become unreactive because mm. when you're sitting there in meditation ten hours a day, you rewire the way you operate. Mm. And you know that when you're a leader. People are looking at you all the time. They're looking at how you're going to react. Right. Look at your facial expressions. I remember uh, I was uh, running a facility in uh, South Carolina. And every morning I'd walk the, the, the floor. And I remember one morning, one of the guys came up to me. Um, he said to me, he goes, are you angry with me? Are you upset with me? And I said, 
no, why? He goes, you just seem odd today. And I'm like, I had something for breakfast that didn't really sit my stomach yeah, very well. Exactly. But it was just amazing how, how you read that. How you read that. And so the, the, the meditation keeps you so calm and poised that you're always composed and poised and you're the calmest person in the room at all times. And that influences, going back to influence. That's one. Two, somehow there's a correlation with the more you meditate, the more humble you become, the more humility. And, um, and that goes a long way in building trust with people and people feeling comfortable with you. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's also like incremental, it's like incremental steps. It's like, I'm not going to do a silent treatment for 10 days and instantly become this, you know, humble leader. Like, you know, like it, it takes time and practice, you know, it's something that I'm probably sure you do every morning or every night or something, you know, Absolutely. and, and uh, it's just another part of the reason I just started taking up jujitsu. It's like, you want to learn how to get your ass kicked like, and, and be like, you can't defend yourself. Like, do jiu-jitsu and try that out, see how that goes. So um, definitely a cool experience. And I think you're right, man. Like it just has a, a impact on you as a person, how you think and how you treat others. And I've learned a lot today in their conversation. So um, I'm very fortunate we ran into, uh, and ran into. Thank you for those crab cakes. Crab cake Thank connection. Thank you, the crab cake connection. Uh -huh, thanks for coming on the show. That wraps up for this episode 22 with Forums at Work, founder and CEO, Ahad Gadimi. If you're interested in seeing how Forum can impact your culture, go online today at forumsatwork.com and start your 21-day free trial. Real problems, career journeys, and leadership lessons. Folks, if you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with friends and family members who could take a couple things away from cultural leadership lessons that Ahad was able to share with us today. And if you didn't know, this was also streamed on Facebook Live. If you want to see more episodes with live leaders, go to at Real Leaders Magazine on Facebook and ring the bell to get notified for future interviews. Thank you all for taking in a listen. Go out there, be a better servant leader, and always keep it real.